Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's the J-M-I-E, your 77th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And if this one is sounding a little differently, it is because I am not in my studio recording on my equipment. I am actually recording this on the go. I've been busy, and I haven't had time to sit down and actually record a podcast, so I figured I would just plug in my microphone into my phone and we'd go from there. So this one is shot directly from my phone, or excuse me, recorded directly from my phone while I am actually driving and running errands. But I figured that I would get in today's episode, I would get into the Christmas spirit that is currently going on. It is about two weeks till Christmas, and I wanted to talk about one of my favorite, favorite Christmas movies to watch. And it's a Christmas movie that's not actually a Christmas movie. It is a comedy Christmas horror movie. I can only be talking about the great disaster that is 2005's Santa Slay, starring Bill Goldberg. That's right, the former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, the former professional wrestler, starring in his first movie as Santa Claus, a killer Santa Claus, that after a millennia of having to give presents to the good boys and girls, decides that it is time to go back and start killing. Um, I'm going to give you, I'm going to run through the movie as briefly as I can tell you it and tell you that this movie is a beautiful disaster. This movie is campily written. This movie is campily shot. This movie is actually not a good movie. It's one of those so bad it's good movies. The movie was written and directed by David Steinman, a former assistant to Brett Ratner. I guess you kind of tell how he got that got this movie made. It went straight to DVD and was released by uh, Lionsgate Home Entertainment. Because Lionsgate loves to release these straight to DVD movies, horror fest movies, and it was just it was just a really fun, creative idea. That while again not a great movie, it's full of laughs, it's full of bad humor, it's full of bad cinematography. And we start off on Christmas Eve, and the Masons sitting down for a Christmas dinner. This the opening of this movie is very weird because it really has nothing to do besides the fact to show you that Santa is a is killing people now. You have some notable actors in this. Um, Fran Drescher's in it. Chris Kattan's in it. You know, just, just a, a group of people sitting around, which is funny because the majority of them are actually Jewish, but they're sitting around for a Christmas dinner. They're a dysfunctional family, rich family, snobbish family, and Santa Claus comes through the chimney and just proceeds to kill them all he sets Fran Drescher's hair on fire he stabs he's stabbing people through hands he's killing people with 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 food it's it's really just a crazy thing and all it does is set up that Santa is now a killer but again for an opening for this movie it's perfect for it when you see this movie next we end up he's riding on a sleigh driven by his hell deer which is a giant white slash gray buffalo I guess they couldn't get the reindeer to do it. I don't really know what it was. But, I mean, for this movie, it works. And it works well for what he is doing. Santa arrives at Hell Township. That's right, the tame of the town is Hell. And that plays in with the main character, the kid, the protagonist, actually 
calling it, you know, saying he lives in hell and he's not allowed. He lives with his crazy grandpa, which he's not allowed to actually celebrate Christmas because of it, because his grandpa, and that'll come into a little bit later, but his grandpa hates Christmas. He doesn't like Santa, so he's not allowed to celebrate Christmas. But he drives in, he starts killing locals in various holiday ways. Um, he runs an old woman off a road. He goes into a strip club and proceeds to kill everybody in the strip club. Funny note about this, there is a scene to where there is a stripper on a swing that is swinging back and forth. And he jumps and he grabs and he has his face between her legs. The funny thing about that is the woman that he, the stripper, is his future wife. That's right, he met his wife on the filming of this movie in that scene. That's the first time they've ever met. And later they get married. So that just goes to show you that anything is possible, no matter where you meet somebody. But the Pastor Timmons, played by Dave Thomas, not Dave Thomas that invented Wendy's, I'm talking Dave Thomas, the actor, he has been in multiple, multiple movies and TV shows. Always as kind of like a, a back character, a side character, never a leading role. He's a crooked minister who manages to survive the massacre at the strip club. And later, Santa murders a owner of a local deli, a Jewish guy. He ends up killing him with a menorah. How apropos is that? I mean, that it's, it's some of the the, the 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 killings in this movie the, the way he murders people they're creative and they're over the top and they're just nuts and they're so awesome and that's what makes this movie that's one of the things i really like about this movie is they, they did take new ways to kill people ways you might not have actually thought about but it's kind of blatantly obvious that that's how they're going to end up dying like when he kills or mr green the owner of the of the deli you pretty much see that he's going to kill him with a menorah, and he ends up doing it. And again, it's just it's just fun little 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 murders that are that are just they're more funny than they are horrific, and it's just little jabs at social norms and stuff like that that you see that that's actually kind of funny. Like I said, the movie if you've never seen it, I highly recommend it, especially if you're again if you love B horror movies, this is the movie, and it's a Christmas movie wrapped into a horror movie i don't care what anybody says if home alone's a christmas movie if die hard's a christmas movie this is a christmas movie too so that's what i'm saying meanwhile nicholas Nic nicholas is the again the teenager the main protagonist that is living with his grandfather who is an inventor and who has a bunker in his basement to survive christmas because he's so scared of santa claus and knows what santa claus is he asks, uh, Nicholas goes and he's talking to his grandpa and he's asking him why he hates Christmas, why he can't celebrate Christmas. He doesn't understand what's going on. And his grandpa shows him the Book of Claus, which actually reveals the quote unquote true origins of Santa Claus, which again, in this movie, he's not a fun loving um, elf, a giant, giant elf who brings gifts to boys and girls because he loves them. Um, apparently Santa was the result of a virgin birth, just like Jesus Christ, except Santa was the son of Satan. Yeah, that's right. They're saying that Santa is an antichrist. And Christmas was the day of slaying for Santa. That's when he would go about and he would kill people until 1005 AD, 
when an angel defeating him in a in the most Canadian way possible. The angel defeated him in a curling match. They the angels drops down and when they tell the origin of Santa in this movie, it's done in the style of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's a, it's a clay animation type film. It's actually pretty decently produced for, you know, being just a short little blurb in it, but it's telling you the the again the the origins of Saint Nick, Santa Claus, whatever. And the angel comes and he cuts a hole in the ice and they're going to curl it and whoever gets it closest to the hole without it going in wins. And if the angel wins then he then Santa Claus can't kill for a thousand years. Now, instead of saying, hey, you can never kill again, the angel says, you know what? I'm going to only give you a thousand years. I don't know. I, the, again, it's this movie, you can't really look a lot into it. Like, I can't sit here and say, oh, well, it's a uh, giant plot, plot hole and it ruins the movie. The movie is what it is anyway. You know, you're not expecting Citizen Kane here, so I can't really be that upset. But I just never got that. I was like, a thousand years? A thousand years? Why would you pick a thousand years? Why not a million years? Why not a billion years? Why not infinity years? Forever, you know, what What was, I guess a thousand sounded like a good round number. And of course, it would give you a reason for the movie to come out in 2005 and for that to be the year that Santa is allowed to kill again. So for a thousand years, Santa is bringing uh, presents to all the good little boys and girls out there. And he's being nice and that's where the legend of Santa came from is, you know, everybody seeing him being a nice guy and everybody seeing Santa being the good guy, um, being revered, being a saint, when in fact he's actually the Antichrist. And he is only not killing because he's not allowed to. And But in 2005, upon arriving to the deli where Nicholas works, uh, for the proprietor of the deli who has just been killed by the menorah. Uh, he's taken into the police station for questioning about the murder of Mr. Green, his boss. He is He's bailed out by his girlfriend, played by Emily DeRaven. Some of these people, I, I, I don't think you've ever seen them in anything else. I haven't noticed them in anything else, so I can't really tell you. And Santa arrives to kill the police officers, Santa is chasing Nicholas and his girlfriend, Mac, or Mackenzie, Mary, whatever she goes by. She goes by Mac in this movie, and their relationship is kind of weird, too. It, it's just a strange little relationship that they have, but they're trying, Santa's chasing them, I guess, to just kill them. He, I don't guess there's a really a reasoning behind him wanting to kill him. I don't think he knows that the about his grandfather or anything and i'll get into that in a little bit uh santa pursues nicholas and in a police car they're about to escape thanks to a shotgun that's in the car truck left by max the gun crazed father they get to the bunker where his grandpa's at at his house and santa's still in pursuit and they manage to escape their grandpa while they were trying to leave the grandpa says he's going to stay behind and try to help them because they had two snowmobiles but only one of them works so grandpa is standing there while they get away on the snowmobile grandpa gets run over by a hell deer and killed that's right they did a grandpa got run over by a reindeer joke 
without a reindeer. So his grandpa got run over by a hell deer. They hide in the local high school. They they go hoping that Santa's powers will end once Christmas ends. They, th they think that that's how it ends. They're in, they go to the gym to where they confront Santa. And Santa is now trying to kill them with a Zamboni. Santa is driving and trying to kill them with a Zamboni. Like I said, the kill, the murders are, are innovative at best. Um, Zambonis, if you don't know, are not particularly fast. So I don't exactly know how a Zamboni is going to be the scariest weapon or vehicle to take when you're trying to kill somebody. But they're saved by um, his grandfather, by Nicholas's grandfather, who shows up and it is revealed that Nicholas's grandpa was the angel all along who won the curling match and banished Santa to a thousand years of being good. Now, if you watch the claymation when you go back to it, this isn't really that big of a reveal considering the claymation angel looked just like Nicholas's grandfather. But they never imply it until now, so it's supposed to be a shock. But, like I said, if you'd noticed, you, you would have seen it anyway. Like, I saw it coming. I knew that the the angel looked like him. So, I kind of figured where it was going. And they, again, go over. And they're going to... He bets him again that he can do it. That, that he can beat him in a curling match. Well, this time, the difference is... Santa grabs the angel... And he throws him into the the hole, basically banishing him to hell, and defeating the and, and beating the angel at his own game. At this point, they go for the run, and Christmas is ending, and Santa tries to flee in his sleigh with his hell deer, and the townspeople, with Max's father and everybody, start shooting at Santa, and they have a bazooka for some reason. They just find a bazooka that they've owned. And they shoot him out of the sky. They shoot Santa out of the sky. When they go and find it, they find out that it's Pastor Timmons in a Santa suit that is in the Santa sleigh and found dead. And, and they all think he's the killer. They all act like the pastor was the killer. When, in fact, it was Santa in a, you know, it was actually the real Santa Claus and they find him in Santa suit, so they say he's a killer. Now, it comes to find out after that, you see a the kill, Santa Claus in full biker gear with a bandana on, a tied-up beard, and leather chaps, vest, and everything, getting on a plane, going from Winnipeg to the North Pole. End of movie. After the credits, um, you get an after-credits scene, with Santa looking over his naughty list when he looks into the camera and says, who's next? Which, if you know Bill Goldberg, that's his famous line for professional wrestling. He had a undefeated streak of a, I suppose an undefeated streak of 170-something and zero. And after, every time he beat somebody, he would always say, who's next? So they threw that in there because, well, it's Bill Goldberg. And so they had to. I mean, and it, it's funny. Like I said, this movie is so off the wall, so crazy. The, the writing on this movie, it, while terrible, is actually decent for a terrible movie. I don't know how much time was put into the script. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, a, great, it's a good premise. And, and, you know, there's not a lot of um, Christmas-type horror movies out there. So I don't know 
you know, there isn't a lot to draw from besides Black Christmas or uh, anything like that or uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. But again, this one isn't isn't I don't think it's meant to be genuinely terrifying. I think it's more it's a dark comedy. It's a black comedy. So I think it's more of a a comedic take on horror and especially in the Christmas genre, because what is more crazy than having a killer Santa Claus killing people because he lost a curling match to an angel when in fact Santa is actually a Satan's son. You know what I'm you know what I mean? It it's it's just it's a crazy, off the wall, insane, insane premise that is it's it's well done. I mean, it's well done for the crapshoot movie it is. It's one of my favorite B-horror movies. It's one of my favorite B-Christmas movies. If you're a fan of them, I suggest you go check it out because you, you won't be disappointed. You're going to laugh through it. You're going to, you know, it, it, it's a fun little 79-minute, you know, hour, 10, 15, 20-minute movie. You know, it, it's just a fun little movie to watch and enjoy and just just get away from things you know no it kind of breaks up the, the monotony of christmas movies i love christmas movies and we're going to get into another we're going to get some of my other favorite christmas movies in the later episode but i just i figured i'd talk about this because it's it's christmas spirit themed but it's you know it's also delightfully me in talking about a movie that not a lot of people have seen like if i when i talk about this movie and every time i ask anybody they've seen it not many people have seen it and there's a reason why. I mean, it went straight to DVD. It wasn't widely released, you know. I mean, it. I caught it by accident because I was just, I caught it, you know, just on accident, just on a whim. And I'm so glad I did because it, it is such a terribly awesome movie. And I think it deserves to be up there with Killer Clowns from Outer Space and movies like that. The movies that are so bad, they're good. The Yeah, up there with Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Yes, once again, I said it. That's going to be it. Um, I want to thank you for listening to the Nerdpool Podcast on the go, I guess is how I'm going to say this. It's Nerdpool Podcast on the go. Um, follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. You can follow me on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. I'm going to be streaming soon, getting the equipment together. I know I keep saying that, but I, I promise you it is coming. I'm going to start streaming on Twitch as soon as humanly possible. Thank you all for your support. So for all the chimichangas and tacos out there, I'll say have a very Merry Christmas. And until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya.